It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes, I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you are afraid of confronting somebody in your life who is critical, judgmental, somebody who who just can't be happy for your success, it is a sign that you are not living with integrity. Today, women start to restore their spiritual backbones by standing up to toxic friends and family members. Hard to do, right? Yeah, even the men are shaking their heads. That's hard. Shell Richardson, who heads up our lifestyle makeover team of experts, is back with us on our program. Cheryl showed us the three steps to start living your life with integrity. First, she said, you need to identify where you are not being truthful in your life. That's right. And that happens in little ways and big ways, That's right? That's right. Well, you know, you hear yourself say something to someone and think, why did I just say that? That wasn't the truth. Or you'll make up an excuse for, about something. So you got to figure out where you're not telling the truth first. All right and get clean clean with that. That's right. Okay? That's right. Next is uh, creating an absolute integrity list of three promises. That's right. Once you start identifying where you're not being truthful, then the next step is to make some promises to yourself so that you'll start to restore your integrity. If you make excuses, then make a promise that I will no longer make excuses. I'll say what it is I need to say. Or if I'm saying yes when I mean no, I'm going to make a promise to start saying no when I mean no. Okay, which is hard to do. Easy to say, hard to do. Hard to do. Yes. Okay. Well, here we've been following some people who have actually done it. Here are updates on Marie and Tracy, who are part of our lifestyle makeovers and the promises they have made to begin to restore their own integrity. We've been following Marie, the mother of four who had no energy and had not exercised in 25 years. Now Marie walks three miles every day, has more energy than she's ever had, but she says she still tells herself little white lies about what she's eating. To restore my integrity, I promise not to pretend that what I put in my mouth 
doesn't matter or count when I know that it does. I promise to treat my body with respect. I promise to keep my body moving to help build my self-esteem. Many of you have been following Tracy, whose chaotic life left her feeling empty. She's now started to eliminate what is draining her energy. I still struggle to be honest in all areas of my life, so here's how I'm going to start restoring integrity. I promise not to be a hypocrite, so my words, my thoughts, and my spirit are in harmony. I promise to be honest in my interactions with others, no matter how difficult it may be. I promise not to be swayed by guilt or pressure to change my mind. The third step to restoring your integrity is to create a personal vision statement. Woo, so important. That gives you clarity about your beliefs and who you want to be. Take a look at how Kelly, who we've also been following, did just that. Kelly is a single mom who was living a financial lie. She was out of integrity and out of money. I'll feel like I'm being the worst person when I realize that I'm out spending my money on the wrong things. Kelly has stopped lying and started taking responsibility for her own debt. Here is my vision of the woman I want to be. I am a woman that will be financially responsible and make honesty a part of everything I do. I am a mother my daughter can count on and a friend who will listen without judgment or gossiping. I am a secure woman that will not fault myself for mistakes, but take them as lessons. Well. Cheryl says, if you are not living with integrity, then your life may be full of people who are draining your energy. Many of you wrote to us about toxic friends or family members in your life. Dear Oprah, I have a friend who constantly blames me for her problem. She's very intimidating. Why is it my fault that she doesn't have a good job or that her life is in chaos? I want to be supportive, but after a conversation with her, I feel like I've just gone 10 rounds with a heavyweight champ. Sometimes I think my friend just likes to hear the sound of her own voice. She's constantly complaining about what's not working in her life and every day brings a new crisis. It's like she's sucking the energy right out of me. What should I do? I get calls at all hours of the night from a friend who needs my constant guidance, support, advice, or just ordinary information. I want to be a good person, but my friend is so needy and draining, it's keeping me from living my life. Any advice? My friend is constantly cutting me off putting me down and reprimanding me. She tries to shame me by making fun of me in front of other people. She never takes responsibility for the way things are between us. I've known her for a long time, but the bottom line is, I just don't feel good about myself after I'm with her. I have a friend who just can't be happy for my success. We used to commiserate about the things we weren't happy about. But since I've changed, I feel like she's always looking at me and saying, who does she think she is? I love that question. Okay, Kelly identifies with that statement. Not all of her friends have been happy about how she started to turn her life around. So Kelly was shocked when she accidentally, listen to this, received an email meant for someone else in her office. It was from a co-worker that she considered to be a good friend. And Kelly's going to read the email that was accidentally sent to her. You have to watch that send button. <laughs> it was accidentally sent to her, and it was about her. Yep. Okay, let's hear it. It says, I'm going to scream. Here she goes on and on again about what a relief it was to be on the Oprah show. <laughs> and how she found herself. If she does not stop talking about her newfound life, she is going to find herself without a job. And I'm going to scream if she does not shut up and get her ass to work. And so this was written 
to somebody else about you, mm -hmm. and accidentally she hit the send button and it came to you. I said she must have had Kelly on the brain because she typed in my name and sent it to me. Okay, so what did you do about that? I was shocked. I mean, I This is somebody you tr trusted and yeah, believed? Yeah, a very that... good friend of mine okay. at work, mm -hmm. and uh, I called her up, and she wasn't home from work yet, so I left it on her machine, but I told her that she hurt my feelings, and we were always miserable together. So I think it just hurt her to see me going hot. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. I have this to share with the audience. Uh, you know, as a person who has achieved some material success in my life, I can assure you that everybody achieves on wherever you are in your life. And, you know, I feel very fortunate that I've come up the ladder and I've made just about every salary there is, starting out, you know, making $10,000 a year when I first started as a reporter. And this is what I have learned about that, Cheryl, is that most people, you surround yourself with people who have an expectation of themselves and also an expectation of you. That's right. And when you exceed other people's expectation of you, they consider it a direct reflection against them yes. and hold it against you. So what I have found, and I'm sure you all are shaking your head because it happens at all levels, that when you exceed, you can be a little bit successful or you can lose a little bit of weight or you can do as well as somebody thinks you ought to do. But when you go beyond that, then they become angry with you, which really isn't about you. It's about how they feel about themselves. That's right. That's, that's right. why I found that people can't be happy for your happiness. And you just need to know that. Yes. And I think it's very unfortunate that we live in a country where we do not celebrate each other's success. Because you look at their success as immediately people who are not happy with themselves say, what about me? That's right. And we're always comparing ourselves yeah. against other people. And here's the truth. If you cannot be with someone else's success, you cannot be with your own. Correct. Correct. And that's an important statement. You can't be with your own because here's what happens. When you find yourself, when you're criticizing or judging someone else's success, either overtly or covertly, then on some level you fear that you're going to be the victim of that same kind of behavior. And I know we all deal with that. Mm -hmm. In this Lifestyle Makeover series, as people are improving the quality of their lives, it is going to ruffle feathers and it is going to absolutely, in some cases, force some relationships to change and some relationships to end. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. That's why support is so important. Yes, and to understand as you begin to live your best life that other the people who are not happy for your happiness are really not happy with themselves. That's right. That's really hard to get. That's right. Because when it's happening to you, you think, you see, I should have stayed the way I was because then at least people like me. Well, they didn't like you anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't you think, too, that question, I don't think men get this. I never hear anybody saying, who does he think he is? You know, that's true. I never, that's have true. you, has anybody ever either. heard anybody say that to a either. guy? 
But women, that is our... Who does she think she is? Now, I will have to say that there have been many times in my life, I mean, where I could not stand up to that question. Yes. That when somebody would throw that question at me and say, who does she think she is, whether it came in the form of a tabloid or just somebody gossiping or being jealous, I would cower to that question and then apologize and try to let the person think, see, really, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, it's, I'm no bigger than anybody else, and yeah, I may have a lot of money, but see, I have my other problems. I do not apologize for who I am you. anymore. What, what I've learned over all of these shows is that when somebody asks the question, who does she think she is, mm -hmm. the real goal in life is for you to be able to say, this is who I am. That's right. That's exactly This right. is who I am. And they like it, they like it. They don't... They don't give them the lifestyle makeover book. Maybe they can help themselves. Well, and I just have to say, Oprah, I can't tell you how important it is for you as a woman to say that because there are so many women out there who do not have role models in their life who say to them, it is okay to be as successful as you want to be, as financially successful, as brilliant and mm -hmm. creative. We need women to say that to each other. As a matter of fact, women bond through suffering. We don't bond through success. Right. And we have to learn to start bonding through yeah. success and supporting each other That's in so lifting true. ourselves up instead of always, you know, complaining about the man or complaining about the, the job or forget that stuff. Start talking about what's really going on in your lives and what you want for yourselves. That's what we need. And we need people like you to set that example because we don't see it. I know I didn't grow up with it and I don't see it. I know my mother didn't see it. Well, it's we hard. It's hard. That. It's hard. It's hard because we've been told that th that question, we fear that question. How many women in here fear that question? You don't want to get too big because you'll got people to think, who do I think I am? Don't get too big for your don't bridges. Don't get too big for your bridges. Right. It's th being a real woman and not just an old female, but being a real woman, Maya Angelou says, is being able to stand up to that question. Right. This is who I am. Right. I'm sure just since you hit the bestsellers list, you're hearing it. Who does she think she yes, is? Yes, And yeah. I have apologized and I have made myself small. And I'll tell you, hanging around with you isn't making that easy anymore. <laughs> I am not going to do that. Absolutely yeah. not. I know, because we try to minimize it so that the other person doesn't feel, feel bad right. that you are you know, letting your whole light shine. So that's you try right. to dim yourself. That's right. And you know, we're not doing other people any favors when we make ourselves small. That's not good for the other people in our lives, and it's not good for the world, our families, our community. That's not what we need. Yeah, and it still doesn't stop what you think it is. They're still gonna leave and still talk about you. Because you're thinking, if I can make myself small, make myself be who they think I am, then it'll be okay. Oh, they're still talking about you. Well, when I confronted her, she did say, you know, I said it was so harsh. I wanted to forgive her, but I didn't know how because it didn't seem like the first time. And she did admit that she'd done it a couple times. And I think I still want her to be my friend. I think it's important to help each other and be friends, even through good times. And it was just really hard to get over that. So what did she say? Did she apologize? Oh, she apologized and apologized. I have not talked to her since she's apologized. Because oh, she's I... talking about you right now. Oh, there I'm she sure. is again on the Oprah <laughs> Show. Read my email. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, I think it's important to stay strong and still be friends. To be able to forgive her, I think that makes me stronger than anything. Well, oh. and to use that experience as a way to bring the two of you closer together. You don't want to just step over it. Right. It has, it, she actually created an opportunity for you to have a dialogue, and the fact that you had the courage to pick up the phone and call her says a lot about who you are and what right. you're doing in your life. Now use it to open an honest line of communication between the two of you, and you may end up with a really wonderful, deeper friendship because of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah if, if it That's continues at all. I say forgive her, but also 
when people show you who they are, believe them. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's right. right. The first time. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. Exactly. This is Tracy, who you saw earlier promising to not be a hypocrite and to remain honest in her relationship. But Tracy says until now, she's not had the backbone to end a toxic friendship. I have this friend that I met back in college. At first, it was a very healthy relationship. Over the past couple years, um, or maybe even the last five years, things have kind of deteriorated. I've found that she seems to be very needy, very jealous, very um, opinionated. I've been keeping a video journal about my lifestyle makeover as the process continues. I have it on tape of how it felt when I get these calls. I have this one friend that you would call a bloodsucker. She pointed out to me, you know, oh, do you realize that being on camera, you know, adds 10 to 15 pounds. She's commenting on how heavy I am. And you know what, I don't need her to point out to me that I've gained weight. I think she's kind of jealous about certain situations because my husband and I are doing really well and we've moved and we have this great house and you know here I am really trying to make an effort to change my life and to change things for the better and I think in some way she feels stuck and she wants to pull me down or not let me you know reach my potential. After I get off the phone with her I feel nauseous I have a lump in my throat. I feel dirty. I feel sad. And I feel a little pathetic. I can't set boundaries with her. I feel like when I'm on the phone with her and she's slamming my other friends and I'm just sitting there being silent and not participating in the conversation or defending my friends, I feel like I'm out of integrity. And that needs to stop. And being out of integrity does what to your life? Well, uh, first of all, it affects your physical health. It actually will cause you to draw towards you more unhealthy relationships, unhealthy situations. It's as if you step out of the flow and things start to break down. It might be difficult for you to accomplish goals. You find every time you turn around, a door seems to close. Because on some fundamental level, we're not lined up. Yeah. So when Tracy decided to end her draining friendship, and I know everybody watching here, I see y'all nodding, you're like, how did she do it? Um, <laughs> because everybody has had these, and it's, I think, harder even when you have family members because of all that stuff that's attached to, well, she is my sister, or she is my cousin, my aunt, whatever. She used Cheryl's step-by-step -step plan to end it with grace and love, which is what Cheryl des describes in the book Lifestyle Makeover. So it's a step-by-step -step plan because a lot of people uh, get out of integrity trying to trying to just do it. That's right. Yeah, That's you right. end up, you know, you know, cursing somebody out or saying something that you might later avoiding regret. Phone calls. Avoiding phone calls, pretending, pretending, pretending. Yes. That's all out of integrity. So you're going to end it, end it with grace and love. Here's how. Cheryl gave me some suggestions on how to end this friendship with love and grace. The first step was to find a partner, someone that I could trust, and someone that I respected. I've decided to use my neighbor and good friend, Christy. 
The second step is to sit down and actually write out a script of exactly what I want to say. The next step is to practice with my partner. I need to be honest with my feelings. Right now, I'm really nervous. I really don't want to hurt her feelings. And at the same time, it's something that I really feel like I need to do. Hi. Good, how are you? Hanging in? Did you just get back from vacation? One of the reasons why I'm calling is because it's kind of important why I'm calling. I've reached a step where I need to tell you something. In an effort to honor my integrity in our relationship, I need to tell you the truth. And um, I feel like our friendship has kind of reached a crossroads, and we've grown in two different directions. And instead of not calling you or avoiding our phone calls or ignoring you know, your emails and stuff, I just wanted to tell you directly that, um, that I feel like our friendship needs to come to an end. Wow. She said she understood. So I guess maybe she was feeling um, like maybe it was coming. I think that this is a huge step forward. I just think that I have so much more room in my life now for healthy relationships. Boy, I think that's hard. I applaud you. I don't know yeah, who the other person, you. I applaud you for being Thank able to do that. I think that is so hard. Thank you. Anybody else here think that's hard? I think that's hard. That is, it's you know, really that's a real space. hard thing to do. You know, so I'm, really, how, was your heart pounding? Yeah, it was pounding. I was very nervous. But it was a relationship that I couldn't change. I didn't think it was going to change, so it really needed to end. Mm -hmm. So it How was long hard. has it been going on, this relationship? This is 10 years. We've been friends years. since college. Yeah. So she doesn't know you're going to say that. What was she saying on the other end? You know, she handled it really well. I was shocked, because I didn't know either she was going to be really, really silent or she was going to freak out on what, me. What did and you I think? I prepared for both. But Is that she, what you thought was going to happen? I thought she was going to freak out. But she honestly was like, I understand. These things are hard. And so I, have you felt like a liar with her? I definitely feel like a liar, because she says things about, we have a group of friends, and, mm -hmm. you know, like, she's kind of like the, the hub. And I have Talks all these other friends. Talks about them to you. And, yeah, and I sit there, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. And you to them. I keep quiet. I don't really participate. But I, since I don't participate, I feel like I'm lying and yeah. I'm not being yeah, a good friend to my other friend because if, I'm not saying anything because me and this person that I've ended, we, our friendship is based on, like, fear and guilt. So I'm, like, the silent partner. Well, I think it's important to know that when you're listening on the other end, you're participating. And exactly. I think you knew that, which yeah, is why exactly. you needed to end the relationship. Just That's why you get off the phone, nauseous. That's right. <laughs> know, which that's is it. such a good example of how, you know, there is now research, scientific research that shows that our immune systems are impacted in a negative way for a long period of time from toxic relationships. If we're in the company, I mean, we all know this. If you're in the company of people who are angry, you know it, you can feel it. Or people who are negative, you feel it in your body. Well, the holidays are coming up. A lot of people get that. That's going exactly to their, right. Uh, you, know. you know, the feeling you get in your body isn't, it, not only is it a signal that this is a relationship that needs some attention, but it's also a signal that your physical body's in trouble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now.
March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Now we're going to meet Chris, who says it's really in her family. What Tracy did is really hard, but it wasn't blood. And we know how we are, I was just saying uh, to Cheryl, so many of us are attached to the title yes. or the role uh, given to a person. So it's very hard to do That's right. the when closer, it's in your family. The closer the relationship is to you, the harder it's going to be to tell the truth. Yes. And you're saying that you need to actually tell the truth and not play the ignore game. That's right. The ignore game doesn't work. You're out of integrity. If you find yourself feeling that, oh, feeling in your stomach when the person leaves a voicemail message, that's telling you there is Look an at energy Look all the people cord. got the voicemail because they don't want to or take the message. ID. <laughs> Look at call, That's Look exactly at it. ID. Yes, people yeah. running from each other. But when you feel that <laughs> earth, that means that there is a cord of energy True. running from you to that person, and you cannot move on with your life until you True. sever that cord with grace and love. Yeah. They're Ideally. all laughing because they know they check the caller ID <laughs> and pretend they're in Burma. Okay. <laughs> Chris says her mother's constant criticism is giving her panic attacks. My mother is a spiritual vampire. She constantly criticizes me and she constantly nags me. I can just feel my head getting flushed and I can just feel my blood pressure going up. My mom will look at me and she'll say, you look tired. You looked awful tired. You're not sleeping, are you? And I'll say, yes, mother, I'm sleeping. Your teeth don't look right. You're not brushing your teeth, are you? Yes, mother, I'm brushing my teeth. After a visit with my mom, I feel tired. I feel drained. I feel exasperated. I know she means well, but I am pulling my hair out. I want to please her. I want to be a good daughter, but whatever I do is never enough. The other day, I was cleaning out a basket, and she said, well, hell's going to freeze over today because Chris is actually doing some housework. If you have someone constantly criticizing and asking about your world, you start feeling like it's unsafe and your confidence is undermined. And so I started having panic attacks. My mother loves to gossip, especially about my sisters. In fact, one of her favorite things to do is come to me and say, your sister says you're fat. The only way she knows how to communicate with me is through chaos and drama. There are times when she is at my house that I actually go into my room and hide. When my mother leaves, I burn candles and incense to get the negative energy out of the room. The relationship affects my daughter in that she sees us being very toxic and negative to each other, and I don't want to pass on this kind of behavior to my daughter. It makes me upset when my mom and my grandmother don't get along. They aren't always happy around each other, and so they are fighting a lot, and I just wanted to stop. I absolutely love my mom. I don't want to blame her or shame her. I would just like for us to have a better relationship. So what's she going to think of this piece? <laughs> well, she recognizes now that she has a problem. And I think before we just never, I would tell her to stop and ask her to stop. And, and she just wouldn't, she didn't think it was that important. But now she's really checking herself. What do you say, Cheryl? Well, I think the relationship with our mothers is one of the most challenging ones to heal. And when I watch that tape, what I feel is a tremendous amount of sadness for you both. Right. Because it's an opportunity for the two of you to have a relationship. Right. And it takes two to tango in a relationship. So what right. that means is there's something that you're still doing that's allowing her to still do what she's doing. Right. And so what we care about is you right. and what you need to do in order to change that. In a situation like this, quite honestly, especially when it deals with a family member, therapy is often a really important part of the healing process. Right. Okay, now what Cheryl says, that there are specific words uh, Chris and other people can use to confront a family member in a graceful, loving way. It's really, really good advice. Start out by saying, 
In an effort to honor our relationship, I need to tell you the truth. And what does that do? Um, well, really, what the, it sets the stage. It's saying, I, I care about you, and I care about me and our relationship. Yeah. So let's start there, and it opens the, the door for the truth to come out. Okay. Because you said that. I noticed you said that on the phone. So was there dead silence when you said that? Because I'm thinking now everybody's watching the show when you hear that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Can I just say something? Yeah. Let's remember, the first goal is to always heal the relationship. We're not talking about go out and sever all your relationships. Exactly. First step is to heal. So it might be, in an effort to honor our relationship, I need to tell you, tell the, you truth. the truth. When you complain about your boss, it drives me crazy. I feel drained. If you want to do something about your job, I'll support you 100%. Now, this works no matter you who complain. you are or what the situation. It works if you're a husband and a husband and wife situation, That's a friend right. to friend. And, we, and remember, the closer the relationship, the more challenging it's going to be. So you may need other support as well. OK, so then the first thing you say, in an effort to honor our relationship, I want to tell you the truth. Have you done this? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh -huh. And then the next thing you say is, when you... When you do blank, blank whatever right. it is. Right. When you criticize and judge me, I, I feel drained and um, it, it upsets me. Great. Okay, so then you put the thing on you. It makes right. me feel... I right. feel. That's yes, right. You feel. use the I word. It's not about you yeah. do this. It's I feel right. whatever it is. Okay. So that you make it about you, because that's who it's about, is right. you. Right, absolutely. Okay, that's the second part of the question. Right. Then you say... Are you willing to stop doing that? Um, yeah, I need you to do, you know, Mom, I need you to stop criticizing me when we, when we get together. Are you willing to do that? And then you must back up the boundary with action. Too often, women re reward bad behavior by putting up with it even after they've set the boundary. Yeah. When she yeah. starts complaining or criticizing, and she will. She will. You need to step in and say, Mom, remember we had this conversation? I need you to stop. Right. You, you, you've done what part of this? We, we sat down and we had the, the, the talk about, you know, like Cheryl, um, like her In book. an effort to honor our relationship. Right. I said that. And she, she said that she was willing to try. And the criticism has stopped. I'm not stopped. It's, it's gotten, you know, I used to get maybe 30 criticisms. Now I get maybe five, mm -hmm. you know. But Good. I, That's improvement. But That's I didn't know that I was supposed to follow it up with, you know, I need you to stop, you know, yes. reminder of the conversation. Otherwise, it's going to go back to how it was, Chris. Right. So this is right. about you and how you it's need to do It's up to you to change it. And mm -hmm. all of our lifestyle makeover women can tell us this. It's not the first, because a lot of people say, oh, I tried that. You read a book and you say, oh, I tried that. I told her, and then it didn't work. Right, or people right. do that with, you know, advice about their children. Oh, I did that, and it didn't work. You have to keep doing it. It's consistency. That's right. That's right. exactly right. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Okay. Because what you're saying by your actions to people all the time, you're saying, this is who I am. And one of the things Phil McGraw always says is, you teach people how to treat you. That's right. And you have, as an adult woman, taught your mother right. how to treat you. Right. And can I say one last thing? We all need to ask ourselves, who are we draining in our lives as well? Right. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really don't believe I'm draining anybody. If I am, you can just email me later and tell me. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show the podcast. And I thank you for listening. 
It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.